Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mortgage Studios, when you want the power to adjust your loan options in real time, folks, you must remember Rocket Can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. I'm not going to bag on him. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to bag on him. I'm going to try not, because I actually, well, hmm, I started to feel bad. I started to feel bad. I I started to feel bad, and then I had mixed emotions, and it was live during the draft. I'm going through the first round. I'm doing network coverage for an NFL football team. And in my head, while I'm traffic copping everything on Thursday night, I'm doing my own Trey Wingo thing. In my head, I'm going, I told you. Damn it, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. And then I said, you didn't tell anybody anything. Justin Fields didn't go number three overall. But I did say it. I've been used as a patsy in the past. And this becomes almost a conversation for the media, not necessarily a conversation for fans. Because fans have their rooting interests. They like Justin Fields. They like Mac Jones. There's reasons they like certain. And I don't want to tear down guys to build up other ones. I don't want to do it. I don't want to tear down Mac Jones. Yes, I laughed at the tweets that were sent about him as he made his way to the podium. Yes, he did look like a high school principal walking to break up a fight. Absolutely, he did look like that. I was there for the jokes. I was there for the fun. I was there for Zach Wilson looking uncomfortable at certain times. Yes, I was. It was great. But at the same token, I don't want to tear down other prospects because I wanted to build my prospect up. If you've listened to this show over the last three months, you know exactly what I think of Justin Fields. You know exactly how how much I think that he's going to be one of the faces that changed the NFL. And maybe I'll act, be an idiot coming up in a few months. Maybe I'll end up being one of the best. I'm not sure. But I knew it, and I said it last week. As a person who's been used as a patsy, and I have been. As a person who's been used as a media pawn, and I have been. I said, watch out. And this isn't for the fans. This is for the media. I said, watch out. Because the buildup, the talk, the the conversation about how to build up, because I I think there were a couple of things. One, Justin Fields was falling. People needed to find reasons why. And I think they made fools of themselves. If you don't like the guy, you don't like the guy. That's all there is to it. We like certain quarterbacks. We don't like other quarterbacks. But we had to make up reasons for why Mac Jones would shoot up the draft board. And I still think by the time 2 p.m. Eastern comes around, this is a hell of a story by Mac Jones, about Mac Jones. This really is. I mean, this was a guy, you think about this, halfway through 
the 2020 campaign, it's like, okay, he might be second round, back end, maybe back end first round. And then as the season really started to progress and it got to, to week nine and week 10, hey, th- this guy could be back end first round. This guy could be a first round pick. By the time the national championship game came around and they were doing the stories on he and his family and Alabama and him beating out Bryce Young, hey, this kid could be somewhere in the back end first round, maybe a top 20 pick somewhere there, and then we're talking about him number three. So I can't take away from Mac Jones where he goes from a guy that people don't even think of that he's not going to win the job last summer and whether or not we were going to have college football, he wasn't going to win the job last summer to number 15 overall. Let me give credit where it's due to Mac Jones. To be able to process an offense, to be able to play to that level at the University of Alabama, to play for Nick Saban is a hell of a job by Mac Jones. I want to give the credit where it's due, and I should and I will. But you got worked. I knew you were getting worked. I told you. I said I got worked. I bought in hook, line, and sinker. We all have our guys that we consider sources, people within buildings, and it makes us feel – I'll tell you right now, as a, like any other fan, it's the same thing for media. If you get sources in the building, not agents. Agents, a lot of people can get a hold of agents. Agents will use you, and you know you're a puppet. But if you get sources in a building, you feel special. It's an elixir. And you share that, and uh, there's people talking. Talking's just people. Hey, I'm no reporter. I'm no journalist. I'm a guy who espouses opinions on radio, every now and then TV. I'm no reporter for that. And I, if there's any sort of breaking news, I do not break news. I let other people break that news. I sit on that news. Here in Cleveland, about a lot of different things. Yep, there's a lot of things that we find out about 24 hours before it happens, and we have to sit there. And someday maybe I'll tell some of those stories where – Okay, this is going to come out, and I just have to sit there and wait for it to come out, and it is an uncomfortable feeling. I may have to tell other people they can go ahead and break it, and it ain't going to happen. But then you get excited about the draft. And a couple of years ago, it happened to me. I wanted Sam Darnold for the Cleveland Browns. I wanted it to happen. John Dorsey had just taken over. And leading up to that time, the Browns were famous for leaks, famous for leaks and things going on and the machinations inside and all these other things that just seem to make it look like a circus. And what John Dorsey did I thought was really smart. He kept it to himself. He knew what he had. His circle was about as tight, and I mean as anybody could find, and maybe it was just to himself at that time. I don't even know if the owners knew. And there were certain things maybe – suggested to certain people to see if they would say things to certain people to see not about whether or not they keep their job but whether or not they could be trusted and as a person who likes to talk as a person who is a hen just like anybody else and likes to cluck I think I was used as a patsy in fact I know it so a couple of weeks before the draft about three weeks before the draft pounded the table one morning and said it's Sam Darnold I'll stake, I'll stake the sources on it. I'll stake, I hate to say it, I said, I'll stake the reputation on it. Put it down. Sam Darnold, number one overall. Boom, 216-578-0092. Three weeks later, Baker Mayfield. Now, people in Cleveland didn't care. Old Takes Exposed got a hold of it. We had some fun. I was a patsy. And that experience, you know, if we don't learn from them, 
we put ourselves in a bad position later on. And I thought that people were being used as a patsy in 2021. And I had to go back to the 2018 draft process to think about that. And while I did that, even though I was being worked into a shoot, I was being used as a patsy. I still bought in and still went down all the different stories leading up to the 2018 draft, and I made a list of them. I made a tracker of them called the 2018 Browns 2018 Browns Draft Leads Tracker. All the leads, all the stories, all the craziness. I'll do it for you. There's going to be references and jokes that you might not get because you're listening in Columbia, South Carolina, or you're listening in, in Odessa, Texas, or you're, or you're listening in Vancouver, Canada. There might be a couple here. But ultimately, you're going to see what happened not even four years ago to where it is right now, and it's going to make a lot of sense to you. Because a lot of history repeats itself. And we saw this back in 2018 when you had Sam Darnold, and Mayfield, and Allen, and Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. And you see it in 2021 where you have Jones, and Lawrence, and Fields, and Lance. You see the same thing play out. And I don't think the fans got worked. The fans had a lot of common sense. I think a lot of media hedge, and I'll bring up more of that, more of that coming up at 10.40 a.m. Eastern. I think the media hedged. I think the media covered their ass. A lot of media covered their ass on this. And I think that they're trying to scramble right now. And I think a lot of them, thank God, on Thursday night and into the future for Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick's going to make him right. They think about Bill. They love Bill. They know Bill. They know Bill's the best. And Bill Belichick, because Mac Jones fell to 15, is going to make them right. But going back to 18, just to show you how crazy 2021 is, I hope Pierno's ready because this is going to use up a lot of my breath. Pierno, go ahead and hit it. The 2018 NFL slash Browns leads tracker. November 1st, Sam Darnold may go back to USC if the Browns have the number one pick, courtesy ESPN. November 29th. Sam Donald refutes report he'd return to USC if Browns have number one pick, CBS. December 6th, anonymous NFL personnel man tells Charles Robinson that Sam Donald, quote-unquote, has a bad face. You see what type of journey we're going to go on here, folks. December 24th, Christmas Eve, Josh Rosen would rather play for the Giants or return to UCLA if the Browns have the number one pick, Schefter. December 26th, the day after Christmas, Rosen does not refute, would rather, quote, be the right pick later than the wrong pick early from Rosen himself. December 27th, Sam Darno would rather would be honored to play for any team that picks him. There we go. December 28th, Browns will take Josh Allen number one overall. Read it twice if you have to. I did, leaving the Giants to pick between Rosen and Darnold, courtesy of Ian O'Connor. January 1st, New Year's Day, veteran college scout tells Peter King that he believes John Dorsey will take Josh Allen number one overall. January 3rd, scout expresses concern that Josh Rosen wants to make money playing football. The big lead. January 8th, former Browns general manager Phil Savage tells me on my Sunday night show, quote, to not be surprised if Josh Allen emerges as pick number one. CBS Sports Radio, a shameless plug for myself, but still. January 10th, Albert Breer tells Bull and Fox in Cleveland that Kirk Cousins would, quote, unquote, seriously consider playing for the Browns if he doesn't return to D.C., 
courtesy of 92.3 The Fan. January 18th, Mel Kuyper's first mock draft has the Browns taking Josh Allen number one overall. January 22nd, Boomer Esiason said he's heard Sam Darnold has small hands. He's heard he has small hands, courtesy of WFAN. January 25th, draft guy on Twitter claims to see A.J. McCarron wearing a Browns hat at the Senior Bowl. January 25th, Zach Jackson from The Athletic claims to run around Lad Pebble Stadium twice, two laps around, to find A.J. McCarron in said Browns hat. January 26th, NFL scout tells Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer that whoever drafts John Baker Mayfield would, quote-unquote, have to de-Johnnyfy him. February 1st, Chad Johnson tweets that Kirk Cousins is going to Cleveland and will have great wide receivers with him. Allen Robinson likes the tweet. February 2nd, Kirk Cousins tells Andrew Siciliano, quote, I'm from the Midwest, would be happy to come back to the Midwest to my roots. February 25th, A.J. McCarron is granted free agency. February 20th, David Carr throws hat in the ring for Saquon Barkley at number one overall. Not a rumor, but the first on-air analyst to stump for it. February 21st, Mel Kuyper's second mock draft still has Josh Allen going number one to Cleveland. February 27th, Browns aren't enamored with any QB at number one, courtesy of ESPN. March 1st, Browns are open to trade the number one pick, courtesy of Shereen Williams. March 4th, Saquon Barkley now, quote, firmly in the mix at number one, Ian Rappaport. March 6th, Catherine Webb McCarron likes Anthony Lima's tweets defending A.J. McCarron, 92-3 the fan. March 7th, Mike Silver insinuates that the Browns are interested in Josh Rosen. March 15th, John Dorsey says he's, quote, open for business at number one again. March 17th, the Colts trade out at number three with the Jets, refocusing the Browns draft conversation to which QB to take at number one. March 21st, Jimmy Haslam is among the Browns contingent at Sam Darnold's Pro Day. March 26th, Dan Patrick states that the Browns are, quote, unquote, using the love of Darnold to be able to swap with the Giants to trade down and take Allen. March 26, John Dorsey says that he had a cup of coffee with Dave Gettleman of the Giants, and that's all he can say when he was asked about Odell Beckham Jr. March 26, a hell of a day that was. The Browns could draft QBs at 1-4 and four overall, then trade one of the two by November about this time, everybody got worked into a shoot. That from the general John McClain in Houston. March 26, Browns work out with Baker Mayfield went great, and the Browns' interest seems sincere. March 27th, Browns are down to a decision between Darnold and Allen. Chris Mortensen at number one. April 2nd, FOD, friend of Dorsey, tells Monday morning quarterback that they believe the Browns will select Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley at 1-4. April 6th, Peter King predicts that the Browns will take Darnold or Rosen, number one, and Barkley or Chubb, Bradley Chubb, at number four. April 9th, Daniel Jeremiah says that, quote, people who know people inside the Browns fully expect Josh Allen to be the number one pick, NFL Network. April 17th, Daniel Jeremiah tweets some interesting trades are floating out there. That's a quote. April 17th. Bucky Brooks tweets a draft order one through four with trades but doesn't specify which partners. April 17th, Chad Forbes reports possibility of a three-team trade between the Browns and Giants and Bills. April 17th, a Reddit post works people into a shoot stating that John Dorsey secretly wants Baker Mayfield. April 18th, Sam Darnold follows Drew Stanton on Instagram. April 19th, Peter King believes John Dorsey has told no one, team, owner, family, etc., about who he will choose at number one. April 19th, John Dorsey himself says that Saquon Barkley, as well as trading down, is an option for the Browns at number one. April 20th, Mike Mayock states on a conference call that, quote-unquote, his gut tells him the Browns will take Darnold at number one. April 23rd, 5 a.m., this plays out kind of the way it did with Henry Hill 
on May 10th back in the 1970s. So April 25th, 5 a.m., April 23rd, 5 a.m., Peter King releases his only mock draft, states that the Browns will draft Sam Darnold at number one. Friend of Dorsey said it will not be Allen. Monday morning quarterback, April 23rd, 10 a.m., Dan Patrick says on his radio show that he is being told that the coaching staff does not like Darnold and that he is off the board at number one. The decision will come down to Mayfield or Allen. April 24th, Adam Schefter reports that Mayfield is definitely in the conversation to become the number one pick. April 24th, Benjamin Albright tweets, then deletes, it's Darnold. April 25th, Browns have cooled on Sam Darnold. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland Plain Dealer. April 25th, Sam Darnold will wear a brown tie to the draft, courtesy of the score. April 25th, 1.30 p.m., Hugh Jackson is said to be, quote, out of the loop on quarterback, NBC Sports. April 25th, 19 minutes later, 1.49 p.m. Eastern, Hugh Jackson knows who the number one pick is from Mike Silver. April 26th, Baker Mayfield recreates the Brett Favre draft photo sign about above the door that says, love my Cavs instead of love my Eagles. Mayfield's high school mascot was the Cavaliers, April 26. Schefter, Sports Illustrated, report GMs around the league expect Mayfield to go number one overall. Of all the different pundits, of all the insiders, Reddit was the first one to it. If it shows you anything, it shows you that you, your aunt, your brother, whoever may may be on Reddit, may very well have just as good a source as anybody out there, or you're just as lucky as any Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or anybody out there might be. And we did it again. We got worked into the shoot again. And there's plenty of people covering up. For Peter King's sake, I'll tell you this. Peter came back in 2018. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of friend to Dorsey stuff. Peter King admitted it even yesterday. Like, yeah, I got it wrong. It happens. They use us. Love Peter King for that. We'll always be an admirer of Peter King. Peter King had no problem saying it. That's the beauty of the draft. And as drafts go on, as we become more connected than we've ever been before on Twitter and other social media, it's going to get more bizarre. There's going to be more smoke, there's going to be more mirrors, and it's really going to be more fun. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You saw the first round of the draft. That's what we care about. There's other team needs, and we can talk about those as well for your favorite team. But who do you think's the future Hall of Famer out of this group? Who do you think's garbage? Who do you think did it well? Who do you think did it poorly? It's Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 11.40 a.m. Eastern, John Breach, CBS Sports NFL writer, Pick 6 podcast. You don't go anywhere else for NFL news later on today. You go anywhere else, I'm going to call you an idiot right to your face. I'm going to meet you somewhere on 95, I'm going to call you a dummy. You better be listening for John Breach. I'm whatever, but John Breach, he's got what it's taken care of. CBS Sports, that's 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Also, Chris Price, Boston Globe, 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 9.40 a.m. Pacific. We'll talk Patriots with him, Belichick with him, the whole thing with Mac Jones with him. More on that coming up in like 10, 15 minutes. I'll tell you this about Aaron Rodgers. I know that people were calling into this morning about Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you this about him and about Green Bay. And and I'm going to make a bigger deal about it later on. I was going to save it to about, what, high noon Eastern, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, because I didn't want to say I don't want to continue to be a hypocrite. I think I've been lying to myself 
And if I'm lying to myself, then I think by, in a, by proxy I'm lying to you. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay needs to make the move. You got Denver there who's taken a bunch of weapons. They got another bunch of weapons. They want to make a move. John Elway wants to deal. George Payton wants to deal. Go make the move. This happens in real life, and it's hap- it happens in the NFL. If you go, and you, there are plenty of guys out there, I can't tell you about your personal situations, but if you're a guy out there and you've been married for a while and all of a sudden you want something that's younger, maybe a little bit more vibrant, maybe she makes you feel a little bit younger there, I think you got to deal with your own personal issues and you're using two people to deal with your own selfish issues, but still, the NFL, it's the same premise. You can keep one or you can keep the other. You can't keep both. It's the same premise. You can have your wife. You can have your mistress. You can't keep both. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, especially when one knows about the other one. It certainly doesn't work like that. And the Packers are in that problem right now. You know what you did last year. You took Jordan Love for a reason. You didn't take Jordan Love just to sit. That's the thing about taking quarterbacks, man. Unless they're in later rounds, you don't take them to sit anywhere. And I know they took Trey Lance in San Francisco, and they could say, hey, you know, Jimmy, we're going to hold on to Jimmy and all this, that, and the other. Okay, we'll see what happens after week one. Chicago, oh, Andy Dalton's still our starter. We're going to bring Justin Fields along well. Okay, we'll see what happens after week one. You go, you'd have the best of intentions possible to juggle quarterbacks just like a lot of guys out there plan on juggling women. In the end, it don't work out. You can't do it in the NFL, and you can't have the two ladies living under the same house. It ain't going to work like that. Jordan Love can't be your concubine for another year. Aaron Rodgers is a proud man. Aaron Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer. And there's a lot of things where when we argue, I saw what Greg Rosenthal said the other day, and I was laughing. I can't help it because he's he's got some weapons. And for Aaron Rodgers, I know that you as a Hall of Famer, as a future Hall of Famer and a legend, there are guys you need to turn into weapons, and damn it, he has. He has. But you know what you did. If you didn't go after Jordan Love last year, if you didn't go after a quarterback last year, then things may still be up at arms. Things may still be up. There may still be a problem with Aaron Rodgers. But you did this to yourself. You did this before with Aaron Rodgers. You did it now before Brett Favre. You did it now with Aaron Rodgers, with Jordan Love. Make the move. What, is, this over, is this over what? Is this over some sort of a battle of wills? Is this over some sort of silliness? You know what you did. You took Eric Stokes in the in the first round of the draft. I saw ESPN. They were freaking out over it because it's a developmental quarter cornerback. It helps out your defense a little bit, but it's still a developmental cornerback. A lot of people didn't like the pick. Okay, go get more picks. Go trade Aaron Rodgers. A team like Denver, they're ready to win now. They've done it before. They've microwaved it before. John Oway's still their legend. Pey- Peyton Manning will go and he'll, after his retirement and he goes into the Hall of Fame as an Indianapolis Colt. Aaron Rodgers will go into the Hall of Fame as a Green Bay Packer. And you guys, just like you did with Brett Favre, you'll smooth things over again. You'll have Aaron Rodgers back someday down the line, and he'll look up to the crowd and he'll wave, and the Packer fans will rejoice. And if Jordan Love becomes great, then it's all going to be great, and I'll have no sympathy for Packer fan because the Packers have had 30 years of great quarterbacking, and what franchise out there can say that? But you've made your move. You did it last year. You made your statement. Every draft pick in the first round is a statement no matter what you want to say, no matter what you want to do. 
And there is no franchise, none, in basically the history of the NFL where there hasn't been conversation, where there hasn't been consternation over a guy getting ready, getting somebody else ready to take his job. A quarterback, a proud franchise quarterback, and in this case a legend and a Hall of Famer, getting another guy ready. If I work at an auto parts store or I work at a factory making auto parts and they bring some guy in, I've been doing it for 30 years, and they bring some guy in and I'm supposed to train my replacement, it's probably not going to go over too well with Ken Carmen, the guy who's been working at the auto parts manufacturer for the last 30 years. How's it going to go well for Aaron Rodgers? I wouldn't do that publicly. Aaron Rodgers does what he does publicly. They don't root for me on the assembly line. They root for Aaron Rodgers. This has become a political stance, a platform. And you think you can go into this season like this? We're calling out Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's lost, what, six games over his first few years? He's been, he's been fantastic with Aaron Rodgers. You did this to yourself. Make the move. Everybody wants you to make the move. Aaron Rodgers wants out. Packer fans, they're upset. I don't think they want Aaron Rodgers to go anyway. But you've made your bed. You decided to go in there. You decided to go into that hotel room. She batted her eye at you on a business trip. I, you know, ah, Deb's just getting a little bit long in the tooth over here. Maybe we had a little bit too we had We had a couple too many old fashions. Been kind of kicking the tires on that for a while. And, well, you know what, let's go get ourselves a room at the Red Roof Inn. And then you got Jordan Love. And now you're trying to balance quarterbacks. It's the same premise. You've made this bet. You will lay in it. Or you will go out and you'll have another season like this, and Aaron Rodgers probably won't win a Super Bowl, and then everybody will hate your guts even more, and Jordan Love will sit there because you didn't get a guy who could go out there in the field. He just sits there as a number one, as a first-round pick behind Aaron Rodgers, and it just becomes this weird elephant in the room that everybody has to address every single day of the week. Relieve yourself of the stress. Denver wants to make the move. Go make the move with Denver. Fleece them for picks. They need a quarterback badly. Vic Fangio wants a quarterback, which, by the way, I said Fangio for like the first 30 years of my life, and now all of a sudden it's Fangio. That's weird. Vic Fangio wants to make the move. They want to make the move. Go make the move. Go make the move with Denver. Two, three first-round picks, it doesn't matter. Denver's willing to give up whatever. They want to win a Super Bowl. You made your pick with Jordan Love. You want to be competitive and develop Jordan Love, and that's perfectly fine. It's the place that makes the most sense. You can't do it in Miami. You can't do it in a lot of places. If you have Jordan Love, it's it's not going to be Tua. You don't need Tua. So Tua might, if they just want to sit Tua behind, maybe it works out a little bit easier in Miami. They could do that. For a lot of other places, I, I saw some people railing on Cleveland that Cleveland could possibly make that move. Well, you, you got Jordan Love. You want Baker Mayfield instead of Jordan Love? Okay, I guess you can make that move, but you're not going to sit Baker Mayfield behind Aaron Rodgers. So that is a nonsensical trade, no matter what I can say. Aaron Rodgers is a future Hall of Famer. Baker Mayfield's on his way to being a franchise quarterback. One is way better than the other, still. But I need to look at logical destinations, and the Denver Broncos are a logical destination. The Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr has been used up by John Gruden, has been basically publicly shamed by John Gruden throughout his career together with him. I would would expect that as a perfect move for the Las Vegas Raiders and something that they would do. I don't think that John Gruden cares about Derek Carr whatsoever. But you made this decision last year. 
you knew, you should have knew, if you didn't know, it was going to come to this head now. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. More on that coming up at noon because I've been a hypocrite, and I need to correct that with you guys. 1140, John Breach, 840 a.m. Pacific time. Up next, Bill's fighting for his legacy, and to some, he's fighting for our reputations. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. One hour from now, one hour from now, it'll be John Breach, CBS Sports. Pierno joins us coming up at 11, top five subject. He'll give us the top five. He is not enamored with the draft at all. This is the most boring weekend in the, in the world of Pierno. A Jets fan who doesn't care for the draft. I didn't say um, this was the most boring week ever. You're not well, well. What? Well, okay. What's the most boring sports weekend to you? What's the one that every? That's no, I, I was just saying. Like, you know, I was like, saying. I thought it was overrated. Um, and I said I would have no interest in actually like flying out to Cleveland to go watch. You know, Roger Goodell read some names off. Yeah, problem with Cleveland. Well, yeah, you know, honestly, I still know, like, yeah, what, like, what, what is there really to do, you know, in, in Cleveland? I mean, what I know is there to do this in is the Cleveland? Rock, this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame you can go do. This is the, World the class Football dining. Hall of Fame. You ever, you ever hear of a guy named Michael Simon? You ever hear of that? You ever hear him? Okay. You ever hear him? Boom. You ever hear of Rocco Whalen? Boom. World-class dining. I mean, I, it's no Staten Island. Yeah. I hadn't uh, had never heard of any of these places, so I, like I don't look at like Cleveland as this you know like destination, like you know like that's that's I fight well, the, dra- it's, it's, I fight the, the draft, you know, like when the draft is in Nashville, you know, that's like a party town. So I could understand why. People... How's Cleveland not a party town? What else do we have to do? We we party. How's Cleveland not a party town? How do we not have a good time? If you if you inf- if you infuse booze in anything, it's going to be a better time. What's that got to do with the price of fish? If they have music, we have music. They have booze, we have booze. They have food, we have food. What, what's the problem with Cleveland? If you go in the middle of the summertime, the weather's fantastic. The weather is very well, the nice. The weather's not Cleveland. great right now. That's what I'm saying. The weather's know? not very great huh. right now. Bad weekend. Bad weekend for the re- weather. For, it's actually very sunny out there, and it should be about a high of 60 coming up here soon. So that'll be okay. I mean, when I, when I really break it down, what more do I need? I like architecture. Okay, there's some interesting architecture in Cleveland. You know I love history. You love history too, Pierno. You love history too. We got the we got the James Garfield Memorial. You can go look at James Garfield's t- uh, tomb. You can go to Lakeview Cemetery. Go see Alan Freed. Go see all the other luminaries out there. John Rockefeller. Remember him? You have the uh, the Christmas Story House. We have the Christmas Story House here. You can always go spend some time over at the Christmas Story House. When we I have do the come John, to Cleveland, I'm definitely going there. That's, we have the that's house that list. we have the house that John Heisman was born in, and then they actually found out he was born down the street, so they're moving the sign down the street over there. We have the the McKinley Monument. We have the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You want to take a short trip down Canton, down to Canton, down 77? I can tell you where to go in Canton. Remember, I'm from Canton, Pierno. I'll tell you all the great places in Canton. Well, when I come down, you'll be my tour guide. Little t- little place called Gatsby's, my friend, off Route 800, and I will show you a very good time down in Canton, Ohio, buddy boy. Am I going to be allowed to stay with you? Oh, in Streetsboro, absolutely not. I have more than enough room, but there are plenty of great hotels. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping you would laugh. I'm like, he's not I, laughing. No, I, no, I, 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 I was laughing. <laughs> okay, good. It's like, man, I hate it when a joke don't kill. Man, no, nah, you can stay. I don't care. I got a, I got a big basement. 
You could stay in my office. You could stay down on the couch. The only problem is the kids like to go down there and play. So, you know, what are you going to do? You got to make sure you can do what you do. But, yeah, you can come. Cleveland's great. Pierno, don't you travel at all before the pandemic? Didn't you go anywhere? I went everywhere. I've never and, been. And, I've never been to Cleveland. Th- see, this is the thing. And I. And I've I been like, to Ohio. I'm a. Per- where at in Ohio? I used to um, broadcast for the Staten Island Yankees. Their uh, low A affiliate. You went to Niles, Ohio. I uh, I went to uh, when they played the Mahoning Valley Scrappers. Oh my goodness, Grappino! What years were? Th- I know we got calls really quick. What years were this? Uh, two thousand five. Holy Toledo. Okay, I was a couple years later because I did the Arrows games. But Niles, Ohio. Oh, man, did, so you went to you went by Eastwood Mall? Went, uh, took the 10, well, I think it was a 10-hour bus ride. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the- From uh, Staten your, Island to uh, Mahoning Valley. Did you ever see the signs for Susie Kim's over there? Over at, uh, no, I did not, no. It's no longer there. It was a- uh, you know, I never went in, of course. I only uh, sat in the parking lot and waited for my friends to come out. But still, you get what I'm saying here. Well, Niles is a wonderful place. Wonderful, wonderful place. Pirano. Yeah, that's the beauty of America. That's why That's why guys like Rick Steves exist. The beauty of it. Anybody can go to Miami. I've been to Miami like three times. It's fantastic. Great, whatever. But I've had great times in Trenton, New Jersey. I've had great times in Boston, Massachusetts. I've had a great time in Annapolis, Maryland. I've had a hell of a time in Pittsburgh. I've been arrested in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Because you're always drunk. Because you're always drunk. That's why. So what's that got to do with the price of fish? What, you're a teetotaler all of a sudden? Maybe not everybody drinks. I'm talking to you, Pierno. I'm not talking to everybody. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I've been to Detroit, Michigan. I've had a hell of a time in Detroit, Michigan. I've been to Saginaw, Michigan. I've had a hell of a time there. I've been to the UP. I've never been further west than Kansas City, Missouri. Also a place that I had a hell of a time in. Just pointing it out, there's plenty of places in America. You had about a fifth of Jack Daniels, you're going to have a hell of a time. 855-2124-CBS. And we're talking to most of those places today. So I, I wanted to get to the Bill Belichick thing here in a second. Let me get to the phones. Mitch in New Jersey, he wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Mitch, thanks for your patience. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, bud. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. Glad to have you. I, I, can, I can say this for, for Anthony, too. There's more things to see in Staten Island than Cleveland. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> what? Come know, on I, now, Mitch. Damn it. Go ahead. I'm, Go ahead. I'm joking. I, I got out of Staten Island uh, 25 years ago. Uh, only my daughter was born there. We were all born in Brooklyn. And then, of course, my um, – I was going to say, uh, you know, I like all the L.A. teams. What the Rams gave up from Stafford, which was an improvement, but was too much, mm-hmm. they could have – I think – I think I wonder if Green Bay would have accepted that deal. The same thing with San Francisco. All this teasing that they're going to take Mac Jones, he, would, he should have been there. I think the two quarterbacks taken by Mon, Mon and, and I think uh, Travis are going to be better than um, Mac Jones. But I, I've gone off topic already. What about San Francisco? If they were, if they had known or they knew that he wanted out of there, could they have gotten Aaron Rodgers? I guess you have to throw in Jimmy Garoppolo. And love shouldn't complain. You're getting paid to sit. You learn. What's the big deal? Oh, right. oh no! I see. I, stay with me, Mitch. I, I really disagree. Aaron Rodgers is a proud man. The, the, to him, it's not about money anymore. You know that that's he's he's got plenty of money. It's not about money right. anymore. It's about his pride. It's about championships. And he's a guy. He he's very active in the media. And it, when you're active in the media, I'm not going to compare him to Kevin Durant, 
But you know what people are saying about you. You know what the pundits are saying about you. And going into two years ago, remember, there was a question of confidence about Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, his Super Bowl was in 2010, and now we're comparing him to Tom Brady. And it's almost like the same thing that happened with Drew Brees a little bit. And so I think that that's really bothered Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sorry. I think it's the same premise as when a guy goes out there and, and he's been in a good marriage for 25 years and all of a sudden becomes an idiot, and now he's got to make a decision. And I think that his wife could make a decision for him, and I think the Packers should make a decision for him, that Aaron Rodgers have, wants to make that decision and wants out of that marriage, and I don't blame him. It was half his problem, though, that, that, that third and eight, and then, of course, the coach calling that stupid play going for a field goal. I mean, he's lost five. They killed Jim Kelly, right? But he went to the but, Super Bowl four times in a row. But that's the beauty of a divorce is that when you really break it down, I can't defend cheating. I can't defend going out and getting it Jordan Love, but I can also look at it and go, there's always going to be two sides to every story, Mitch, aren't there? Aren't there? You're right. I, I haven't been divorced yet. No, I don't want to. Uh, you know, with, with, if you don't want to pay that pipe, you don't want to cry. You know, that comes with pain. Yeah. I don't like pain. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's Mitch, fine. More good? good than bad. No, no marriage is perfect. Thanks for exactly. taking the call. Mitch, thank you very much for making it. 855-2124-CBS. That's where, that's where the Packers are right now. And if they keep Aaron Rodgers, because they want to keep everything, they want to keep things as they are, and they want the perfect moving on. It ain't going to happen. They should have known that wasn't going to happen, and they probably did. You have a situation in Denver. You have a situation with the Raiders. Now, I'm not sure what the Raiders draft picks are right now, but you have two teams that I would be, I would think are more than willing to move right in, give you a plethora of picks, and you can go ahead and build around that quarterback in Jordan Love if you want to. You can go right on ahead and do it. Or if you really insist on it, I guess Derek Carr might be perfect for you. Derek Carr won't like it anymore, but Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. You can go ahead and deal with it. And maybe you'll figure it out. Maybe you'll learn your lesson. Maybe Aaron Rodgers goes away. Aaron Rodgers has a great life. Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl with Denver, and maybe Jordan Love sucks up the room. That happens a lot. We all know guys, and hell, I might be talking to some of these guys. They're 50 years old. They've built a business. They might be executives at some place that they work at. They've they've done well, got a little bit of money, got on Instagram. Hey, wow. This Instagram model will hold this and squeeze this. This is incredible. She ain't gonna wash her, she isn't gonna wash her underwear. She hasn't been taking care of your kids for 25 years. She ain't interested in that. And all of a sudden, once you get past that, you realize that, hey, Deb, that you were married to for 35 years, ain't that bad. And maybe the Packers need to learn that. But they made their decision. They're full in. You took the heir apparent. And Aaron Rodgers is a proud guy. He's not just going to lay there and let Jordan Love just take over his position. The same way with Brett Favre. That's how Aaron Rodgers learned. He learned by watching a cocky, arrogant, brash, a-hole keep his job in Brett Favre. And I mean that in the best way possible because all the greats are exactly that way. They're arrogant, they're egotistical because they have to be. And so he watched that happen, and here he is. He beat that out. He beat away all the other things that were said about him, how he was some Rasputin-type figure. The Packers were making the biggest mistake possible, and here he is, a future Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl champion. He wants to get there again, and you take Jordan Love? 
He's still at the top of his game. He's still seen as an athletic threat. Athletic threat. You take this kid from Utah State, that's what you do to me? Or Nevada or some helmet that wears blue and white that he can't even remember? That's what you do? With Aaron Rodgers, I can see where the Packers did it. And coming up at noon Eastern, I'll say why. And I'll say why I think that the Packers probably should do that and why I'd support the Packers in that move. But you made your decision. I can't sit here and wonder, how could, man, the night of the draft and Aaron Rodgers wants out, how could this possibly go down? You you knew why it would go down. She caught you flirting. He caught you flirting. He, He caught you with your pants down. You have the guy in your house. You have Jordan Love right there. He's in your facility. He's the heir apparent. You can't have it two ways. You can't have it like that. Aaron Rodgers knows it. You and your personal life know it. It's the same relationship. It's proud. There's love there. Aaron Rodgers was hurt by that, and you can tell. And I know that Jordan Rodgers says terrible things about him, and he doesn't even like his family, and I'm sure that Danica Patrick might not say anything about him. Maybe he is a cold, calculating figure, and we just don't know. Maybe he really is a secret dispute in that Aaron Rodgers. But you can tell he was certainly emotionally moved by that. Can't get away from there. You've won over Packer fans. You've won over the NFL. You're one of the elite quarterbacks. You're in the MVP conversation every single year. And you still feel that you're at your best. You've seen Tom Brady continue to go into his 40s and continue to be at his best. You've taken care of yourself. And now they do this? That ain't going to sit well. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, top five subject, and I got to get to it. Bill is fighting for his legacy and to save some of our reputations. Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 